Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. The sheriff of Frontier Town, Two-Gun Taylor, went through the mail that had just been received. Most of it consisted of handbills and bulletins. Then he came to a letter in a woman's handwriting. As he read it, his face lighted with interest. Then he leaped to his feet, left his office, and hurried to Mother Willard's boarding house, where Dan Reed had been staying. The lawman knew Dan as a friend of the Lone Ranger. Neither he nor anyone else realized that the 14-year-old boy was actually the masked man's nephew. Oh, Dan, I'm glad it was you who answered the door. Sheriff Taylor. You're the one I want to talk to. It's about this letter. Do you know where you can find your masked friend in Tonto? Well, I guess so, if it's important. It's all fired important. Now, listen, son. There used to be a girl named Rosita. She worked in Happy Jack's restaurant. I've heard about her. She helped the Lone Ranger collar the Dundee gang. Only she didn't know it was the Lone Ranger she was helping. He was disguised, wasn't he? That's right. He wore the clothes of a caballero, called himself Do Miguel. Well, what about it? I've got a letter here from Rosita. She's living and working in a border cafe and trading post. 
place called La Paloma. She wants to see Don Miguel as soon as possible. Now, if you know where to find the Lone Ranger... He went to Mexico. He said if I needed him, I could find him in a camp just south of the border. Son, you'd better take this letter to him right away. All right, Sheriff. He can pick up some Mexican clothes and call on Rosita at La Paloma. I'll start right away. It was two days later when Dan Reed found the Lone Ranger and Tonto in camp a few miles south of the border. The masked man read Rosita's letter. Sheriff Taylor didn't have any idea why she wanted to see Don Miguel. Must be important, Dan. Then you're going to that cafe? Yes. At first, I'll have to get some clothing to affect my disguise. Well, you know place you get it. Oh. La Paloma's a trading post. There might be something there. A place this side border. Old man there with shop. Him named Pablo. Oh, Here, Tonto. Here's some silver. Call on Pablo and see if you can get the clothing I need. Uh. Tonto returned to camp at sunset, then helped Dan saddle the horses. The Lone Ranger removed his mask and darkened his complexion, then dressed in the clothing Tonto had brought. In one pocket of the fancy vest, he found a pack of playing cards. Mm. He examined them. Curious. Tonto. Silver all saddled, Kimasabi. Victor's ready, too. Tonto, where did you get this clothing? Well, it come from a fellow named Pablo. Him got small store, maybe like trading post. Oh? What sort of fellow is he? Oh, him plenty old. Him make pottery. Him try to sell Tonto pottery. What matter, Kimasabi? Uh, where did you get the playing card, sir? In the pocket of this vest. <laughs> Mark cards. The last owner of this clothing must have been a gambler. It's Pablo clothing. His own? Isn't that right? Well, it doesn't matter. Mount up and we'll start north. We should reach La Paloma in a couple of hours. Easy, boy. I'm all set. Now, be ready. How to find out why Rosita wants to see Don Miguel. Easy, steady, big fella. One, two, three. Come on, Victor. Paloma was a fairly large building of two stories, with a trading post and cafe on the first floor, and sleeping quarters for travelers on the second. Dan Reed and Tonto waited in the rear of the building while the Lone Ranger, disguised as Don Miguel, pushed through the back wing doors and stepped to the bar. What it be, mister? If you do not mind, senor, I wish to speak to Rosita. But in that case, you've got to sit at the table. There's Rosita over yonder. Ah, see. Well, maybe I'd better warn you. Oh? He don't like it when gents spend time talking to Rosita. Andy? She owns this place. She's plenty handy with a six-gun. Gracias, senor. I will be careful. (laughs) Senor, you wish to... Buenas noches, senorita. You, amigo. Don Miguel. Rosita, you wrote a letter to Sheriff Tugantero. Senor, I must be so careful. If Annie sees me wasting time with talk... Annie is the owner of La Paloma? Yes. Uh, how long have you been here? Eh? Senor, now I cannot speak. It is bad to make Annie angry. In a little while, I join you in the darkness near the saddle ship. You will be there? See, si, see. Si. You, Rosita! Oh, oh, she's calling. Si. Come here, Rosita. I want to speak to you. See, si. see, si, I come. What have I told you about wasting a lot of time talking to good-looking critters that come in here? But, Annie, he was only asking... Never mind what he was asking Time for you to go into your song. That critter wants to order food or drink. 
One of the waiters will take care of them. It was an hour later when Rosita slipped through a rear door of La Paloma and approached the Lone Ranger, whom she knew as Don Miguel. Senor, senor, I came as quickly as I could. I am sorry to make you wait. No matter, Rosita. Now, uh, why did you send for me, huh? I need the help and advice of one whom I trust. I am honored, senorita. Oh, if Anna learned I have come here to talk to you, she would be most angry with me. I, I must be so careful. Here, senor, let me take your hand. My, my hand? I am giving you a bracelet. There. Now, you have it? It is very old and very precious. A bracelet? You have heard of Don Cordova? Don Cordova? See, si. he's one of the greatest ranchers in the North America. Yes, si, senor. And this bracelet was his. He was? Si. He never would have sold it. Neither would he have given it away. This and other priceless jewelry has been in his family for generations. You are sure it was Don Cordova's? <laughs> when you see it in a light, you will realize that there could never be another light. Uh, where did you get it, huh? I found it, senor. I found it here in La Paloma when I sweep the floor. It is in with all the trash I sweep out the back door. Oh, when did you find it? Oh, a week ago, perhaps. I am not sure. I wrote the same day to Sheriff Taylor and told him I must speak to one I could trust. To Don Miguel. What shall I do about the bracelet? I shall call on Don Cordova and ask if it was stolen from him. Oh, gracias, senor, gracias. Have you told anyone about this? You are the first to know of it. Muy bien. Say nothing about it. I'll return as soon as possible. I wait for you. Adios, Tony Gale. Adios. The Lone Ranger waited until the girl had entered the large building. Then he joined Toto and Dan Reed. Toto, did you and Dan hear what Rosita said? Yes. Uh, we hear her. I'm around the corner of the saddle shed. I'm going to strike a match and look at this bracelet. I don't want to call on Don Cordova unless I'm sure this is his property. Yeah, think of match. Good. Have you ever seen Don Cordova's jewelry? Yes, Dan. This bracelet is a piece of it. Don Cordova himself showed it to me the last time I was in Mexico. Yes, I'll call on him. I start now. I can see him in the morning and be back here tomorrow night. Ready, Silver? We wait here. You and Dan rent rooms in La Paloma and keep a sharp lookout. A lookout? Yes. If the person who lost the bracelet suspects that Rosita found it, he might come back. I want you to see that nothing happens to her. We keep plenty close watch. You'll be back tomorrow night. I expect to be. Easy, steady, big fella. Monsilver! Hey there, Rosita. Where have you been? I step out for a breath of ale. Annie's looking for you. She's in the trading post. You better go see what she wants. Oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. Si, senora. This here is Jake Martin. Buenas noches, senor. Oh, we have met before, see? Howdy, miss. Jake says he brought ten pieces of pottery here a week ago. You sold it to him. That is right. I remember. I put the money in the box. He claims that when he unpacked the pottery, he didn't get the same pieces he selected. But he must have. He himself picked out the ones he wanted, and the bartender wrapped it for him. Oh. He did, huh? See. Sit still, Jake. I'll call him in here. Hey, Stubbs. Come in here a minute. Yes, sir. We'll see what he's got to say about it. 
in the afternoon. I remember it very well. Hey, you want to see me, Annie? Yeah, shut the door. Did you ever see Jake Martin before? Sure. Howdy, Martin. I never knew your name before, but I remember seeing you in here once in a while in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Well, last week, Martin came in and bought some pottery. Rosita sold it to him. It was the day I was over to Centerville. You wrapped it up. Do you remember that? Oh, sure. I wrapped it good and snug, too. Wasn't none of it busted, was there, Bonnie? That's not the complaint. Then there is a complaint? There is. If you know what's good for you, you'll let me have the true facts. Did you switch one of the pieces? Huh? Did I switch one of them? That's what I said. Now, why should I do anything like that? I ask the question, you answer. Well, uh, I'll tell you, Annie, I, I had an accident. You what? Well, I had all those vases back at the bar packing them when one slid to the floor and smashed. Smashed? Yeah. I picked up the biggest pieces so as I could see what shape the thing was in. Then I went to the room where you have the pottery and got another the same shape. That's all. What's the difference? Where'd you put the pieces you picked up? Well, I... I didn't want you to know I'd smashed it, ma'am, so I tossed them into the creek where we throw the rubbish. You didn't have... Oh, wait a minute, Jake. You can go, Rosita. I'm through with you. I'm with the aim. Now, listen to me, Stubbs. Are you sure you didn't see anything on the floor besides the broken pieces? Uh, Of course not, Annie. There wasn't a thing. Leastwise, I didn't see anything. Did you pick up all the pieces? Well, it it was dark there under the bar. I sort of kicked the smaller hunks aside. I reckon they got swept up the next morning. All right. Go back to your job. I'm sure sorry about it. I didn't think it amounted to much. Now, you only pay about half a dollar each for those things, Annie. You can take it out of my pay. Forget it, Stubbs. Gone to work. Yes, sir. Thanks, Annie. Annie, you let him get away with that? He's telling the truth, Martin. I know, Stubbs. I can tell when he lies. Some of the jewelry was in that vase that was smashed. Well, Stubbs didn't get it. Might have still been molded in one of the parts he threw into the creek. That's how the jewelry's hidden, you know. Or it might have missed his notice, in which case the one who swept the floor had found it. It'd be Rosita. I make her clean out in the morning so she won't get to thinking she's too important around here. Well, you'd better find out. For all I know, you're holding out on me. Well, don't talk like a fool. Well, I'll stay around here till tomorrow. You find out if that girl's got the jewelry. If not, I'll go further. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. In a bedroom on the second floor, Dan Reed and Tonto heard the click of Rosita's high-heeled shoes as she passed their door and entered the next room after the cafe had closed. A few seconds later, they heard Annie's heavy step in the uncarpeted hall. Who is it? Let me in, Rosita. I want to talk to you. The walls were paper thin, and the Lone Ranger's friends could hear everything that was said. Come in, Annie. First time I've been in your room for several weeks. Si, senora. Uh, got any new jewelry I haven't seen? The only jewelry I have is there in the box. Mm. No new bracelets or necklaces or anything like that? No. Sit down there, Rosita. I'll sit on the edge of the bed. Is something wrong? Yeah. Last Tuesday, the barkeep dropped one of the vases he was wrapping up for Jake. There was something special inside that vase. Oh, oh I, I remember small pieces of clay. And a piece of jewelry. You couldn't help seeing it in the sweepings. What kind of jewelry? You don't find so many pieces of jewelry that you've got to ask what kind. Could have been a necklace or a bracelet or a brooch. But I, I do not understand. You don't have a poker face, Rosita. You're as easy to read as a handbill. Now, come here. Oh, please, please let go of me. I want a true answer, yes or no. No beating around the bush. Did you find any jewelry? Yes or no? Yes, yes, but please. All right, I'll take it. But I do not have it now. It is gone. What? Gone? Gone where? I I cannot tell you. I will not tell you. Oh, you won't, huh? All right, come on. There's a gent that knows how to make you talk, and he's right across the hall. Come on now. So you won't talk. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah? Oh, come in. Get in there. She admits finding our bracelet, Jay. She found it on the floor. She did, huh? What'd she do with it? I will not tell you. Even if you kill me, you will not make me talk. Look, there's things I can do to your face, Rosita. It's a pretty face now. No, no. Rosita, if you're as smart as I think you are, you'll tell what you did with that bracelet. I... I gave it to someone. Well, just give us the name and tell us where to find it. Sure, him. that's all, Rosita. The name and where we can find no, it. No, no. Now speak fast, or no, I'll have to use this. You too late. No. What the? No, my arm. My arm is now, you, nail. you come with me. But who are it's you? all right. You come. You stay here, Rosita. Oh. Leave here with that red skin, and I'll find you if it's the last thing I ever do. Boy, stop, Pete, come <laughs> fast. Pete, take you. You come this way. Stop him. Andy, where's the man? Tell him to get that red skin. Wait. Plenty fella, come upstairs. We go this way out window. Hey, we cannot escape. The men are coming. They will shoot. Dan, you down there? Yes, I'm here with the horses. Out window. Now you jump to ground. When the Lone Ranger appeared before Don Cordova. He still wore his disguise, but a silver bullet and a few words identified him as a friend. The last time I see you, senor, you wear the mask. Yes, that's right. But no matter. I am always glad to see you. Thank you. I came into Mexico, Don Cordova, to show you a bracelet. And this bracelet. What? Have you ever seen one like it? Amigo mio, there is none like it. There can never be one like it. He who made it has been dead for 100 years. What? Where did you get it? This belonged to you, didn't it? See, it was stolen with much other jewelry. Tell me, did you get it on this side of the border? This was found in Texas. No. No, do not tell me that. Why? 
As long as the stolen jewelry was in Mexico, there might be hope of recovery. But it's been smuggled across the border, all hope is gone. Well, perhaps not. Senor, you do not understand. Oh? I am not the only one who has been robbed. Others who had old jewelry have also been robbed. I see. The Rurales have known of it. They've been watching many suspects, waiting for the attempt to sell the jewelry. Now, if it is in the United States, there will be no efforts made to sell it in Mexico. I am afraid it's been smuggled over the border, Don Cordova. Oh, I'm sure of it now. The border patrols were told of the jewelry? Ah, see, si. They have been most vigilant. But wait. All hope is not yet gone. You come here to learn if I have suffered loss. Yes, that's right. You, the lone ranger, are working to find these thieves. All hope is not gone. I'm going to start back in a few minutes, Don Cordova. I might have news for you in a few days. Senor, many of us will be grateful if you can find these thieves who have taken rare treasures out of Mexico. Senor Cordova, you'll have my horse brought out. I'll return to the States. You will not rest a bit. I want to get back as soon as possible. Senor, I... Yes? May I ask where you got that vest? Yes. Tonto bought it from an old pottery maker. Ah, that is it. I thought I had seen it before. It came from poor old Pablo, the maker of pottery. Poor old Pablo? See. Oh, I'm sorry for him. The last few times he came to sell his pottery, he was so old he could barely walk. His eyes are so bad he can hardly see. Is that so? Senor, I am sorry you will not stay here for a time. I'd like to, Don Cordova, but I must leave. We bid. I shall order your horsemaid ready. The Lone Ranger left Don Cordova's rancho at a ground-covering lope that would make the best time without exhausting the big white stallion. He saw the distant Rio Grande from a small hill. Then as he drew nearer, he saw Dan Reed approaching. Oh, Silver, hold on. Oh, easy. Nothing's wrong, Silver. I'll send Dan to tell us. Oh, hold it. Hold it. Hold Oh, hold it. What is it, Dan? Oh, golly, I'm glad I met you. I was afraid I'd get off the trail. There was trouble at La Paloma. Trouble? Yes. A few days ago, a man named Jake Martin bought some pottery at the trading post. When the bartender was wrapping them, he dropped one and smashed it. He substituted another one. What about it, Dan? The one he dropped had Don Cordova's bracelet molded into the clay. The bracelet Rosita found? This man, Jake Martin, knew it was there and was looking for it. When he didn't find it, he came back. Last night, he and Annie learned all about it. They were going to torture Rosita to make her tell what she did with the bracelet, but Tano rescued her. Where is she now? In camp with Tano. So the stolen bracelet was hidden in pottery. That's right. And that bracelet was just one of many pieces of jewelry that had been stolen. They were stolen in Mexico and smuggled into Texas. Golly. Pottery maker must be working with the thieves. Well, that's what Tano said, but Pablo's so old and he's nearly blind. He may not be as blind as he appears. He's a big fellow. What are you going to do? Get out of this disguise. I played Don Miguel long enough. You're going to put on your own clothes in the mask. Yes. And in the meantime, you follow my back trail to the first big ranch. It belongs to Don Cordova. Give him this silver bullet. He'll know who sent it. Uh, what shall I tell him? Tell him to send the rallies to Pablo's place as soon as possible. Right. Come on, Victor. The Lone Ranger quickly changed into his own familiar clothes, put his mask across his face, and leaped to the saddle. Montilla! In the meantime, Jake Martin had joined the rest of his gang and reported what he had learned in La Paloma. Boys, I don't know who the girl gave the bracelet to, but 
whoever it was, we're likely in for some trouble, unless we work fast. You mean clear out of these parts? Yeah, but not until we get the rest of the jewelry across the border. Well, at the rate Pablo's sending it over the border, a few pieces at a time, it'll take weeks to get it off. We can't wait weeks. We gotta run the risk of being seen by the Border Patrol and bring all the stuff over at once, today. But the Border Patrol, they've been keeping watch. We'll go to the pottery maker. If we see any sign of lawmen when we cross the border, we'll stay in Mexico for the time being. We'll hide out there. And if we don't see a Border Patrol, we come back bringing the jewelry, huh? Right. Now saddle up and we'll get going. Lone Ranger reined up the small building where a very old-looking man sat in the sun, molding things out of damp clay. Oh, Silver, how is it? Is it a big fella? Uh, senor, you wish to buy the water jug or perhaps the bowl? Not today, Pablo. Madre mio, is that the mask on your face? Can't you tell? <laughs> no, no, senor. My eyes are not good. I am the old man. That's not true. Huh? Your eyes are good enough to play cards. To gamble with cards that are marked. How do you know? Who has told you this? I learned a lot from Jake Martin. Uh, Jake Martin, huh? Which of those jars and vases have jewelry molded into them? I do not know you. Oh? Then we'll get acquainted. Let's see if you're not wearing a disguise. <laughs> so the white beard is false. You! That does it. What's your real name? What became of the original Pablo? I get you for this. I fix not you. Not so fast. Uh, amigos, amigos. Oh, help, your friend, help, huh? Help Get this one! They get out of here. Realizing that the odds were too great, the Lone Ranger leaped through the open door of the dopey building, slammed the door, and took his stand at the window. Spread out, boys! Get that critic! He knows he's rude! He knows I am not Pablo! He must be killed! We must get him! We'll get him! Pour lead into the windows! Keep firing! Bullets chugged into the thick walls of the masked man's shelter and streaked through the open windows. He returned the fire, but each time he rose to take aim, bullets buzzed hotly past his head. His ammunition was running low. It was a matter of time before he'd fire his last shot and then be at the mercy of the smugglers. Keep up the fire! Don't give him a chance! Move in closer! The ambushers closed in, taking advantage of sheltering trees and rocks. The masked man's life seemed to be measured in minutes, then in seconds, when suddenly there came a burst of gunfire from a new source. Over there! We're running! There they see us! The hard-riding lawman of Mexico with Dan Reed and Don Cordova accompanying the charge closed in hard and fast. Then the fight was over. I give up. I surrender. Uh, shoot. And throw down your guns. Roto, round up the prisoners. Hola, senor Mashman. You made it just in time, Don Cordova. I'm glad we got here. You'll find some of the stolen goods concealed in those pottery jugs. You'll find some more on the other side of the border. Wherever this gang is heading it. They will talk. Won't they? Wait, wait, senor. Do not blame me. I took orders from that one. Why, you squealing polecat. Perhaps he saves himself from the hangman by telling what he knows. I tell. I tell everything. The woman at La Paloma, she is the one who planned it. She is the one who ordered Pablo killed and ordered me to do as Jake said. You talk to the rurales. They will take care of things on this side of the border. Come on, Dan. Easy, silly big fella. Join Pablo. Senor! Senor, wait! Adios. That one, that one with the mask, he is the one who makes the trouble. Trouble? <laughs> uh, Pablo, it is trouble only for the crooks when the Lone Ranger rides.
This is a copyrighted feature originated by George W. Trendle. This story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> <laughs>